Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Let's talk about not loving parenthood in every single moment. And I feel that this is such a deep, dark secret that can absolutely spiral you into believing that you're a terrible parent, that you're broken, that you don't understand why you're not like everyone else, that you don't understand why you snap at your kids, that you don't understand why this feels maybe even broken or why it's not working. And oh, the shame and guilt that you place on yourself is just ripping you to shreds. I feel that we as a society think that, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby and the baby carriage. And we've been taught that through media not just social media, but I mean, even think of Cinderella, right? There may have been rough patches on the way, but ta-da, there's the end of the, you know, journey and they're happily ever after, right? And we've been fed that crock of shit, excuse my French, but we have for decades. And for decades and decades and decades and decades, we have been taught that that's what it should feel like. It felt like that for me. Like it felt like that for me growing up. My mom and dad did such an incredible job of raising me and my sister that I literally, like we had a white picket fence. Like that's what I felt. And I felt that that's what I was going to have as well. And so I set up my life that way of like, of course, it's just going to work out. Like everything is totally fine. Like it's fine. This is totally fine. It's going to, we're going to get back there. We're going to feel great. Like this is just a bump in the road or whatever it is. Yeah. Now, cue two horrifically hard pregnancies, add in a business that I was building and Jonathan was running another business and exhaustion and and pumping and that's not so fine. Oftentimes I see with my clients how they rip themselves apart because it's like the thing that they won't say. Honestly, it's, it's the thing that they won't say. And I'm not saying to say this in front of your kids or be like, I hate being a parent or a dad or a mom. Like, it's not that we hate our kids. It's not that we dislike them. It's not that we don't love them. It's that this shit's hard. That's what this is. And it is okay to not love every moment of parenthood. You are officially getting that permission. And the reason you need to take that in is because when you feel and hold on to the story that it needs to be perfect, it should be perfect, or it must be perfect, otherwise it's your fault, again, guilt and shame is not good for the brain. So what's the point? Yeah, I remember 
a few years ago in the thick of trauma and exhaustion and oh, just so much. And I finally looked at my own support with tons of tears in my eyes. And I, I said, it was so hard for me to say it too. And I said, work is easier. It's easier to do my work than parent. And the permission and validation and acceptance and the okayness I got from when I said that was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like I needed that. So thank you for allowing me to just be able to say that and not judge it or for me to feel broken because I said it. I know the reason why at that time in my life, work felt easier than parenting. It's because work I could control. When you feel like you have control, structure, stability within your life, all is right with your nervous system, right? You don't feel like a bear is chasing you. When the TV's on in the background and the, there's a pot of boiling water and you're trying to figure out what the heck to cook or what kind of noodles, gluten-free, lentil, or, or this or that, and you know, then you're grabbing someone wants meatballs, the other one doesn't, oh, one wants pesto or, you know, butter and cheese or all the different things, right? That is like zero, like zero control. We build this dynamic with our children simply because we get into the pattern of fixing for our kids because it's easier for us, right? We want to stop the noise. We want to stop the bickering. We want to stop, like, make it go away, make it be easier. Get back to that structure, stability, control as fast as I humanly can. Sure, just take the extra piece of cake. I, like, I can't. And sometimes you got to do, sure, here's the extra donut. I just can't tonight. Like, I just can't. Fine. Sure. Eat a donut for dinner. Like, I just don't care. Like, I can't. Yeah. We are so incredibly hard on ourselves because we, we crave that control and structure and stability within parenthood. But just as soon as you have it, someone's about to get the stomach bug again. Just as soon as you have it, oh, it's spring break. Just as soon as you feel that structure, stability, and control again, oh, shit, there's summer break. Here we go, right? That structure, stability, and control is an illusion. It is not reality, and it does not exist. And so waving the white flag and saying, okay, like this is just, it, this just is what it is. It's going to be ups and downs and highs and lows and all along the way. I got to tell you, and I hope I don't tear up or cry during what I'm about to tell you, but every single thing I've done, every step I've taken over the last four years has been for my children. There's not one single thing I haven't done that hasn't been with their best interest in mind for the sake and benefit and value and love and support and care of the two humans who mean the most to me in the world. Were some of those decisions and moments of decisions that I was faced with, were they the hardest decisions of my life? Huh. I was tested in ways you cannot even imagine. Unthinkable. Did I love every moment? No. When I'm supporting my children in all the different ways and doing every single thing for them, and then they're having a tantrum, and I'm like, oh, come on, like, oh, I'm exhausted, you know? I didn't love every moment along the last four years of this crazy journey that I never thought I'd be on. But that doesn't mean I don't love my children. And that doesn't mean that I want to give them the world. And that doesn't mean that I'm going after that life that I've always wanted for my boys. Always. So just because there's hard moments doesn't mean that I don't love parenting. Doesn't mean that I don't love my boys. Doesn't mean that I 
don't want them. It doesn't mean anything other than the fact that it's a hard effing moment. And when you finally accept that it's just a moment and release the guilt and shame, what floods, what comes flooding in now that that releasing of the guilt and shame is not that easy, right? Like I do, I work with my clients every single day on helping their brain and nervous system feel safe, safe within their body to release the guilt and shame. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of the work we do. But when it comes, it comes flooding in of happiness and joy and peace and calm and acceptance and value and what you get back when you wave that white flag to say, okay, like I don't love every single moment of parenthood, but I do love this moment. I was, and I've talked about this a lot lately because we're in baseball season. Eli actually has his last game today. I was at the baseball game on Tuesday and Lolo helps me out when Eli has a game and it's on a Tuesday because the boys usually have parkour and tumbling. Eli does, I don't know, trampoline, jumping, all the different things. And I go to Eli's game and Lolo takes Charlie to his practice. And Lolo and I were talking and I said, you know, I I need to, you and I need to swap, right? So that... I take, and it, this didn't happen that many times during the season, but I take Charlie to parkour and you go watch the baseball game because for parkour, there is no event. There is no performance or competition or game, if you will, right? And I felt guilt on Tuesday that Lolo and I hadn't talked about it earlier and that I hadn't gone to Charlie's game. And Eli probably made the best play he's played all season long. I'm so happy that I, like, I cannot tell you how ecstatic I am that I got to see that. I got to see that. But on the other hand, I know that Charlie needs my time too. And I know that he needs my attention too. And parenting is not for the faint of heart. We have so many big decisions to make. We have so many different roadblocks along the way. You know, if your kiddo is struggling at school with friends or struggling at school with with schoolwork or having a hard time at home or your kiddo is highly sensitive and has a seriously sensitive nervous system and has tons of meltdowns and maybe you snap or you lose it or all the different things, right? This is not perfection. It, it, It can't be. It absolutely can't be. And the acceptance of I can't be in all places at once or that, you know, sometimes it's not all butterflies and roses and we have to do the best we can. It's it's okay to accept that. It is okay to lean in and say, I'm doing the best I can and I love my children. And at the end of the day, I know that I'm absolutely doing any and everything that I possibly can do for them. Am I perfect? Oh, no. Do I love them? Oh, yes. Do they know how much I love them? You bet. Do they know I'm here for them and I will stop everything to listen to no matter what they have to say? Like, I will listen. I don't care if they've said it five times. I will listen because I want them to know I will always listen. And so I've made sure that there are certain things within our dynamic that they trust They know they have consistency and that I get to show up too in the ways that I like to show up. Yeah. It's okay to say, "Mm, I don't particularly love doing X, Y, Z. Like that's just not my jam with them. 
But that, like that is totally my jam. It's okay for you to be a part of this puzzle too, to get what you want and need out of this dynamic and relationship with your own children. And it's okay to not love, like I keep saying, every single moment. I'm not quite sure. Well, I'd be hard pressed to find a parent who's like, oh my gosh, I just love when they have a meltdown. Like it is so calming and so supportive to my nervous system. And it just feels like heaven. It just, ah, it's just, you know, I, I hope and wish and dream about these moments. And to be honest with you, when I was thinking about having children, this is exactly what I envisioned. And this is exactly what I thought it would be like. And I was just waiting. I could not wait until that meltdown happened. And when they first had that meltdown, I just, it just melted my heart. Like, come on. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And if, if you're like Brooke, like I actually did, okay, will you please email me? Like, I would love to know who you are. I, I, Cause I'll be like, damn, like nice. Like I got some expl. like, wow. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not making fun or like, I'm saying like, like this is amazing. Like great. Like, but some aren't like that. I would say most aren't like that. And that's okay. It's okay. And so what is the alternative to the perfectionism of telling yourself you have to be it all, do it all and, and have every moment perfect. And if it isn't, then you're crappy, crappy parent. What's the opposite? Like what, like, what does that look like? I would say that looks human. I would say that that looks normal. I find, especially in today's world, we just with how much social media is out there, it's like you're able to see so much of fake perfection or even we get like a better inside look into what the rich and famous look like these days. I think we all know who their Kardashians are. I think we all know on some extent what each of their homes look like. I think we all know at some extent how much money they have. I think we all know, I'm sure they have tons and tons of help. I think like they've got private planes. They've got it all. And without social media, we wouldn't otherwise know that or without the explosion of reality TV. And that's just to name one person, like a lot more is out there with the internet of seeing how the rich and famous, if you will, live their lives. And so there's more of a pull to be like, well, if they can look like that, then, then why can't I? And I want that too. And oh my gosh, that life looks fantastic. Like that life looks drool worthy, perfect. And so that's what we create, right? The Cinderella story within our head of, I'm going to go get that. That's tangible. If that person can have it, so can I. And if I want it, damn it, why can't I make it happen? We're forgetting what's right in front of us. Like we're forgetting that being normal isn't such a bad thing, but somehow we all, it's like I said, drool worthy to the point where it's like, well, if they can do it, so can I. And the amount of marketing that can tell you, like, okay, let's, let's like break down for a second. Have you ever seen an ad of a family who like lives in Hawaii and they're like, we make six figures a year and we don't do a damn thing. And here's how they do damn things. Like they do shit to get that there. They do a lot of stuff. Some are even like with our, our preset package of, of, of camera ready filters and 
Okay, in order to set up ads so that you can see that, there's a lot of legwork involved. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like the people are saying, I can teach you how to have that life. I can teach you how to make a million each year with online courses and, and have, and look at me, I'm holding a pina colada in my hand on the beach. Like, do you know the amount of work and effort it takes for them to get to that point for that sponsored ad to get on your feed? They're busting their ass. It's all a false perception of reality that life can and should be easy and simple. And if someone else is doing it, why can't I? Like, why can't I just love everything about my life and love parenthood and, and, and love the laundry and the, like, I don't, some people enjoy folding laundry in terms of like, God, this feels so cathartic or like it's, it's meditative or no, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm a pile girl. Like I'm, I'm happy to have a pile and I'll, I'll get to it. But like, oh, my mom, if she's listening right now, she's like, oh yes, girlfriend, you like a pile. I had twin beds growing up and one of the twin beds was used for a mountain, like a mountain. And I used to look at my mom and be like, mom, I'm not kidding you. Like middle school and high school is like, life is so short. Like, why can't you just enjoy this? Like, we don't, like, it's just clothes. Like, it doesn't matter, mom. Like, I'd rather go do the thing than fold my laundry or put it away. I got to tell you, that's still who I am today. Like, I'd rather go do the thing than... I don't know, fold the damn clothes. But we have been led to believe that it should just all feel good and all look easy. And it like, well, why can't that feel happy? Maybe dinner time doesn't feel happy because your kids are bickering or the only way you can get through a meal is because you've put them on an iPad. And now when you take away the iPad, they don't know what to do with themselves or they're picky eaters and you're a and you're stressing with the anxiety about that, like kiss it, lick it, bite it. Oh my gosh. Like here's another glass of wine, shut down the hatch, but look, I'm fine. Like it doesn't have to be fine. It can be, we need to like brand the term a decade of shit show. Decade. It's, it's all hands on deck for the first decade of a child's life. Like all hands on deck. It's a lot for many years. You're like an octopus and you don't even have your tentacles. Like you, you don't have all your limbs. Like I literally look at younger kids and I look at their parents and I'm like, I remember those days when I had no arms. Like I remember when I did not have my own limbs, like my body was not my own. And what do you mean you're supposed to love all of that? It's kind of like that phrase, like they're going to grow up. So just enjoy it while, you know, while it lasts. Oh, I'm going to just, you know, sleep on the floor with my hand reached in the bed because it won't always be like this. Look, if you enjoy that, I'm not telling you to stop that. There are plenty of moments where I was like, Eli wants me to cuddle for a little bit longer and he won't always want me to cuddle. So I'm going to do that. But that's when I felt like it. That's when I had the emotional capacity to do it. Those are the times where I was like, this is a yes. I can do this. I want to do this. And there are plenty of days when I had to be like, I love you so much, Eli. Like, I love you so much. I'll give you a snuggle. I'll give you a hug. I'll give you love. Mommy is tired. Mommy's going to go lay down too. I love you. It's okay to have both. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent. Like it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent if you're also giving yourself what you need. Self-neglect is not the answer in parenthood. It's not the answer in order to enjoy parenthood. It's not. And so the acceptance of, oh, yep, that was a moment. And I don't particularly think that was a fun moment. 
okay, here we go onto the baseball game. And I'm going to enjoy that moment instead, you know, like it's okay. Or, oh boy, that dinner did not go well. Oh boy. Okay. Like that. You don't have to love that. Like you don't have to love every single portion of parenthood and the permission of it's okay for me to be human, normal in terms of I'm nothing it's, I was going to say it's, I'm nothing special in terms of like, you write Like, it's like that, that dream of like, well, my life in reality can look like, I don't know, look, I'm more of a Lucille ball and I don't know, eventually get my Ricky Ricardo, who knows. Um, but not, I'm trying to think of someone like, look at, you could literally go down the line and, and think, okay, like Britney Spears, that didn't go so well. Jennifer Aniston, she's had some hard times too. Justin Bieber, oh, yep, he's gone through some shit. You know, Michael Jackson, like, like I could literally, it's, we've got to take this story of the Cinderella off. What we have to, and be able to say, it's okay to be normal human. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to not love every moment of parenthood. So the next time that you have a hard moment in your life or, that something just didn't go well or an evening where it was really hard. It was really hard to get the kids in bed or to like crying in the white, like whatever it is, rather than ripping yourself to shreds of how you could have shown up differently. What if you just accept that didn't go so well and that was hard because I guarantee you every parent along the way has had that moment. Every single parent along the way, whether they want to admit it or not. And the guilt and shame is just, it's not going to do any good. So from one shit show to another, best of luck to ya. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, for real though. I hope I keep it real. I don't want my life to look perfect because I think it's anything but. And I'm more than okay with that. And the expectations that I now have on myself are, are absolutely nothing. Because I don't need to be a prescribed way. I don't need to be a a perfect human. It's like, thank goodness. Thank goodness I don't have to be perfect. That's exhausting. And a lot of my clients who start out as that, striving for perfection and loving every single moment in life, they have no idea who they are. And we have to find that together because without the race to perfection, or the blame and shame that we place on ourselves, they don't know what to do with that extra emotional capacity because they haven't had it in decades. But maybe you get to go find who you really are. Maybe you get to go actually be yourself. Maybe you get to go enjoy the moments in your life. So until next time, take care of yourself. XOXO, Dr. B.